Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage right now, this is Miss Kelly Palmer. You can have a seat right here. You look great. Hey, I've asked Kelly to come and, and, and just kind of kind of help me out a little bit today because, yeah, it swivels. It's kind of new technology, you know. Um, one, I, I love it. You guys oftentimes preach to me. And oftentimes, you guys, what you post or what you say, and some of you text me, sometimes you grab me and H-E-B and say, hey, man, I just want to. And, and, and a lot of times, it's sermon material. It's sermon material. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Getting all choked up. Uh, it's sermon material. Now, sometimes some of the things you say <laughs> give me something I need to preach on, too, uh, because there's just some wrong thinking. But, but Kelly... Kelly shared something with us uh, a couple of, about a month and a half ago now, or right before Christmas. We, we preached a sermon on, on stewardship and resources and things like that. And, and Kelly, I know that, that God spoke something and said something new in a big way. And um, why don't you just say what he, tell us what he said. So I was really nervous this morning about talking to you. And I came to talk to Jason and he said, hey, thanks for coming and preaching for us this morning. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, I thought give I was you just going to talk for a little while, but, um, you know, today in these days, Christians are pretty angry about what's happening in our government and in our society, and we're expecting the government to make a change for that, but the people in the government don't know Jesus, so really the agent of change should be our church, and um, I see that you love the church, you're volunteering, but I was a little upset when I heard that about 400 of our members are carrying the budget for the church. And so I really thought about that, and I thought, for what we believe, we're not really putting our money behind that. And our money is a way that we can be somewhere where we're not. I can't volunteer all the time, but if I give to my church, I multiply my gift that I have so much more. Yeah. Kelly, I, I, love, I love what you said because I printed off what you posted on Facebook. And, and, I, and I love, really, she was laying the smack down. I love that. She said this, um, if we want to invest in what will make a difference, how about investing in making our Father's will and heart known? I love that. Now, listen, I know that you had an epiphany uh, as well <clears throat> about your personal giving. And I know that you're, you're not a math teacher. Right? You teach what at Bernie High School? I teach English. English. Awesome. But listen, you kind of had a little equation. You, you did a little mathematics. Right. And you came up with some numbers. Won't you, what was that all about? Right. Well, um, that's not part of my sermon that I developed after you told me I was preaching. But um, the next thing I was going to... Do you want, now, the next thing I was going to was sometimes we don't think about the story of uh, Jesus multiplying the gift of the boy mm-hmm. who gave... Uh, two fish and five, five loaves of bread mm-hmm. to 4,000 people. But really, out of 4,000 people, there was one boy who brought lunch. That is unbelievable. Other people had food. There was a boy who gave his lunch, and Jesus multiplied that to feed everybody. So I was thinking about that when it comes to giving, that we don't really have to give that much. Mm-hmm. God's going to multiply it for his kingdom. So you can tell my hands are shaking. But I'm kind of excited. Uh, so here's my plan. I kinda, this kind of reminds me of H. Ross Perot when he'd pull out this chart and go, here's the deal. If everyone 
in our, yeah, the people my age and older know who that is. But. <laughs> How old are you? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. It's not, I found out you're not yeah, supposed to ask I'm that. I'm actually a year younger yeah. than you. Yeah, not but supposed anyway. to ask that. <laughs> you're younger than me? One year. Really? Yeah. One year. Yeah. 27. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so here's my plan. If everyone who's not giving in the church right now gave $50 a month, we would earn $750,000 in one year. $50 a month. Based on the number of people that we shared had not given a dime last year. Right. Right. And so one of the things, so I sent that to Howard. I was like, you need to check my math, but I'm pretty sure that that's a lot of money and not a big sacrifice for our members to give. And I um, told him about one time I took a date to church, and he wasn't a believer, but when they passed the plate, he gave $20. Mm-hmm. And so I leaned over, and I was like, you know, you don't have to give. Um, and he said, I gave that much in tips last night. So I'm thinking he got good service, and he gave a big tip. But <laughs> That's, That'll preach right there, right? Okay, so is it time for me to let you preach now? No, that's good. No, I mean, you're doing a great job. But I do have something I think okay. the Lord would like to say through me. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, but okay. that's awesome. But I love that. Well, <clears throat> I'm just really grateful for what God's done. He brought me from the pits of a divorce two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he brought me through my students to yep. this church. Yep. And my life has changed. I have victory over that situation and over life. So. Kelly, I love, I love what you shared as well. You were very honest and, and transparent about, you know, that, hey, I'm, 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 I'm a single income family and, and, you know, I'm a school teacher. And I think we all know that, that, you know, that you guys are not just raking when it comes to education, but, but just that the Lord had done a work in you that, hey, I've got something I can give and it's worth it. And, and I sense in you that when we see this graphic on the wall that giving with joy, I really sense that in your heart. So I, can I just tell you, thank you as a pastor, that you um, have been so bold and vocal when it comes to this topic that you've not been afraid. And, and I think that she's challenged all of us a little bit here today. And I just think, can we show her just some appreciation and some honor? Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much. You did awesome. Don't be nervous. This family. That's great. I need a podium. If, if, can I get a, I, I need it like right now. Here we go. Where's my podium? There it is right here. Stage crew. That's awesome. No, that's good. By the way, there are lots of ways you can serve here at 1910, and if you want to be the podium boy, you can. Um, So just thought I would share that. Or the chair boy. Round of applause for Pastor Howard Hayworth. (laughs) Pastor Howard Hayworth is supporting his Bronco colors as well. I'm just telling you. Heaven. Orange and blue. I think the, the Lord showed us the victors this morning in the sunrise. Did you catch the sunrise, that beautiful orange and blue this morning. So we, we are in this series talking about giving, giving our best with joy. And it just real quick from, from last week, we, 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 we shared that giving, we believe, is the key, is not the key to financial prosperity, but it's the key to abundant living. Okay? So we're not talking about giving so that you can be financially prosperous, but we believe that when we give and we give with joy, that helps us, it opens the gates to us to experience this thing called 
the abundant life. And last week we talked about how that, 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 that giving is it's really, it's a heart issue. It's not a money issue. So many people say, man, if I just had more money to give, I would. No, you wouldn't because your heart hadn't changed. Or if I just had, you know, if I win the lottery, then I'm going to give. I've not heard a story. I'm just, and I hear that a lot. Man, Pastor, if I, if I win the lottery, I'm paying off the bill. I've not heard many stories of people going and, and, and blessing the, the church of Jesus Christ when it comes to, you know, I won $450 million. Why don't y'all take $450 of it? million. Yeah, I, I don't hear that kind of stuff, but it's, you know, so giving really is not a money issue. It's a heart issue. In fact, didn't Jesus speak to that? He, he said last week that wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And so we're, we're, we're kind of on a, on a journey together talking about this thing of, of bringing our best we're not stopping with the tithe, the 10%, because that's so old school, Old Testament, right? We're people under grace. We're New Testament. Woo! Grace requires everything, our very best. And how could we not, as we said last week, want to give our best to a God who's given us his best? Has God been good to anybody? Has he been good to anybody? Today... I want us to, to shift gears a little bit. And last week, talking about a, a, a heart issue and, and having an open heart. Today, I want to talk about having an open hand. So it's not just a heart issue and opening up our heart, but it's also about opening up our hands and giving. Opening up our hands and sharing. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 7 and 8. Listen to what it says from the message translation. When you happen on someone who's in trouble or needs help among your people with whom you live in this land that God, your God, is giving you, who's giving you the land? Who's giving you the things in life that you need? God is giving that. He says, don't look the other way pretending you don't see him. And here it is. Don't keep a tight grip on your purse or men on your wallets. If dudes carry purses, that's not right. No mercies. Don't keep a tight grip on your purse. No, look at him. Open your purse and lend whatever and as much as he needs. Whoa. I know sometimes you read scripture and you're like, man, I wish that wasn't in there. Right? This is one of those times when you see someone in need, it says, open up your purse. Open up your wallet. I would say today we need to live life open-handed. Are you with me? But you know how so many of us live? Closed-handed. Closed-handed. And when I see people that live closed-handed, and when I think of in my life when I live closed-handed, you know what that means to me? I'm still trying to control. I, I'm still trying to, to be in charge. No one drives a car like, unless you're flow rider or somebody like that, like, like this. No, you, you grip it. You, you grab it if you're driving. It's 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Right for y'all. 10 and 2, right? You, you're closed-handed. And so many of us, when it comes to this idea of giving, we live life like this. Closed-fisted. I'm controlling. No one's going to tell me what I should do with my money. Dad gummit, I work 40-hour weeks for a living. Or 40 hours a week in two days, you know? Uh, I, 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 no one's going to tell me, this is mine. It's my house. It's my domain. It's my car or cars. 
That's my, 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 my. And we live oftentimes in our culture closed-handed, controlling. We are control freaks, aren't we? We're control freaks. Most of us like to have a certain amount of money in our bank account. And it's easy for us to freak out if it dips a little below a certain point, right? Letting go is hard. Letting go is really hard. Because when I let go of control, it actually forces me to do what I say I believe. It's forcing me to walk out in my faith and trust that God actually is a good, good father. He's actually a good, loving father. That he's kind and certainly wiser and more qualified to make decisions than I am. (laughs) Do you believe that? Listen. If God knows some stuff, he does. He's so much wiser than us. He, he, he's in control. He, he already knows what your future is. He knows what lies ahead of you. Why not just let go? Let go. But so many of us are controlling. We're stubborn. We're selfish. We, we have what I like to call that toddler mentality. A toddler mentality. You know what that is? The toddler mentality says this. What is yours is mine, and what is mine is mine. What is yours is mine, and what is mine is mine. I mean, toddlers have no qualms, do they, about grabbing a toy, a snack, or, or any random item of interest from other people or, or from pets. We, we, we had a toddler here Thursday night during Collide. And she was carrying around a, a little jug of goldfish. Now, she's little. She did not need to eat all those goldfish. And so Pastor Jason was just severely malnourished. And I was like, bro, like, girlfriend, can, can I have a goldfish? No. <laughs> Toddler mentality. And that's what some of you are like when it comes to this thing of giving. Would you, God said, hey, listen, would you, would you just bring a portion of what I've given you? And you're like, no. It's mine. It's mine, 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 mine. That's how so many of us live. Listen, I know that it can be hard for you and me to share. I get it. I mean, as I look at today's media, today's media is bombarding us with marketing campaigns that tell us that we are the center of the universe. You, 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 you're your own man. You're the man. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. You, 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 you. Time and time again, we, we hear that, that life is all about us. It's all about us. We, we hear things like, the more we have, the happier we'll be. You ever thought that? You ever bought into that? How many of you, just be honest, have said, you know what? I used to think that, but the more that I got, it really didn't make me any happier. In fact, it probably brought a lot of bit more stress onto us, didn't it? Probably brought more, how am I going to handle, you know? But we hear that. We, we hear that the bigger the bank account, the, the more blessed our life must be, right? No. I've walked through dirty villages in on Lake Victoria in Africa. And Corinne, I've seen people that don't have anything, what I think, but yet they have more than I have. They have joy of the Lord. And they're content. They're more, they're more happy than, than, than I am, right? Listen, I sincerely hope that none of us actually buy into these lies. These are dangerous deceptions. 
But we all have a sharing problem to some degree, don't we? We all struggle when it comes to Deuteronomy saying, hey, listen, you need to open your hand. You need to open your purse. You need to open your wallet and share with people in need. We don't like to share our time or space. Sometimes we don't want to share our our loved ones or our gifts. Sometimes we we don't want to share our resources. And and man, we really get upset when the preacher says, man, we we need you to to, to give or you're missing out when you don't share your, your money. Sometimes we just want to be left to ourselves and we don't want to share anything. Am I talking to anybody today? The problem with that mentality is this. The Bible teaches the exact opposite. (laughs) It's what the culture teaches us, but it so flies in the face of what Scripture teaches. You see, the Bible teaches us a, a different way of living. In fact, God calls each of us to share. He calls us to give. You know, the early New Testament church shows us that generous living honors God. Generous living, not only, generous living and giving not only honors God, but it blesses other people. In Acts chapter 4, we refer to the early church a lot. That kind of has become a, a model for us. And, and, and when you read verses 32 through 37, you, 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 you see an amazing snapshot of generous giving through this early church. You you will read there that the believers were one in heart. They were one in mind. They were supernaturally unified to to testify to to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And and here's what you read when you read Acts 4. You will not find a needy person anywhere amongst them. You, You won't find any needy people amongst the early church. In fact, in verse 32 of Acts chapter 4, it says, All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt, this is crazy, they felt what they owned was not their own. And so they shared everything they had. What an incredible model of giving with great joy, of giving your very best. Listen, giving wasn't political. It, was manda- it wasn't mandatory, and it wasn't done, done begrudgingly. Scripture says they gave everything they had. They had. And you know what happened? Their community began to notice their generosity. And there were people that said, you know what? I see how you guys give and how you take care of one another and how you don't live closed-handed. Man, I want to be a part of that. I think that they had fun when they gave. I think that this early church enjoyed sharing with people in need. And other people were attracted to that. Man, they wanted to be a part of a group like that. You can continue reading in Acts chapter 11 about about these early believers. It says, the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea. What? People in one area sending relief efforts and dollars and monies and supplies to people living somewhere else. Everyone giving, there it is, as much as they could. Giving their best. They, th- this they did entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul, who were the elders, uh, leaders in the church, and to the elders of the church there in Jerusalem. You can look in, in 2 Corinthians 
or excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And it says this, since you excel in, in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to also excel in this gracious act of what? Giving. And whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. You see, that's a problem with some of us. We feel like I don't have anything to give or I can't afford to give. Can I just tell you something? You can't afford not to give. You're missing it. And I hope you come back next week because I'm going to tell you what happens. Sermon alert, sermon alert. I'm telling you what happens next week whenever you give. But look at these people. The resources of the believers were God's, and they knew it. They, they, They placed what they had before the leaders in this selfless act of worship. You know giving is worship, right? It's worship. You've come in here today and you've sang some songs. That's part of worship. You've come in here today and you've prayed. That is an act of worship. You've come in here today and and you're hearing the the word of God. That's worship. Do you know that you could miss a part of worship today by not giving of your resources? You could. You could. You, You can choose to walk out here today and miss out on this glorious thing called worship. These people got it. They understood that giving is an act of worship. And I love the scripture because it says they placed what they had before the leaders. They, they, they gave it to Paul or, and, and Barnabas. And, and, and they gave it to the elders of the church and said, listen, you guys know the needs. You have a vision and you know, please take this and use it for God's glory. The glory of God. That's why we give. We give for the glory of God. We give to help others. This principle is so important. But it's so countercultural, isn't it? It's so countercultural. You keep what you have. Those other people, they're on their own. May that not be said about us. May that not be said about this house. May this house be known as a generous house that gives to the glory of God and that gives for the provision of others. Are you with me today, church? But let's face it. It's hard. Listen, the Bible clearly reveals that the true life, a blessed life, an abundant life, a purpose life is all about God. What we all have has been given to us by him. What we've been given from birth, what we've been, been, been given to, to hold on to and manage and, and lead, it's really not ours. It's on loan to us. Your kids, they're not yours. And some of you are going, praise Jesus. They're just on loan. You hang in there. You endure the perseverance of the saints, right? Yeah, when you've got a 14-year-old daughter, you know what I'm talking about. What we have is on loan to us for just a very brief moment of our time here on earth. And God is calling us to use what he's given us to be 
generous. Why? Oh, he is a more than generous creator. We learn from him. And each day brings us new opportunities to be good stewards, but also to give back and to share what God's given us. But I know it's not always easy. It's difficult. It's not natural. Perhaps for some of you here today, you've you've been taken advantage of by someone or you've been hurt by someone else's deception when it came to giving. Listen, there are risks to giving. There are risks to living open-handedly. But I love the example of the generous giving of this early church and how they were able to bless so many people's lives. Listen, it's not up to us to decide how the money will be used. It's just up to us to be obedient when God says give it. It is. And that's a battle for so many of us. We're we're like stockholders when it comes to giving to the church sometimes. We're like, I want to see the flow charts and I want to know what percentage. And and for so many of us, we feel like, ah, I'm I'm going to control my own money's destiny. I'm out to... And, and so many of us, we, we, it's not up to that. The, the, the early church, they just brought it to the house. They just brought it. And they gave it so that it could be used to change people's lives. Listen, when we share what we have, God is honored and needs are met. The risks are worth taking. They're worth it. Are you willing to step out and take a risk? Are you willing to step out and trust God? Listen, the principle of generous giving is biblical. It is an act of worship. It matters to God, and it should matter to us. And so here's what we need to do today. We need to reject this toddler mentality that what is mine is mine. Listen, God loves a cheerful giver. We are blessed to give. So today I want to help you change your thinking. Instead of what's mine is mine today, can we start telling ourselves, Lord, what's mine is yours. Use it for your glory. Lord, what's mine is yours. Use it for your glory. Lord, what's mine is yours. Use it for your glory. Group participation time. Here we go. Lord, what's mine is yours. Use it for your glory. Glory. Church, I'm going to tell you something. It's a whole lot better when God is in control. It is. It's a whole lot better when God is in control. We have somehow got to learn to live open-handed. Being willing to trust God and give generously. And as Proverbs chapter 3 reminds us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. But, 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 uh, no. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. But I just need to see some results and I need to know exactly. Trust in who? The Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, I'm so thankful that Jesus modeled this for us. He modeled generous giving. He also modeled open-handed living. You know that, right? Jesus was the most generous giver of all times. 
He modeled this. He gave himself constantly to people. He gave himself to meet the needs of those around him. And can I just remind you the ultimate gift that he gave us is when he opened his hands and he took on the cross. He didn't have to do that. I think, in fact, for a brief moment, he didn't want to do that. Father, if there is another way, did he pray, would you please? But God, if there's not, oh, Lord, then I will open my hands and I'll give it all. You see, Jesus was the ultimate giver. And he opened his hands And he gave his life so that you could have life. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that type of attitude, that selfless demonstration, that generosity that's been given to us on the cross. Someone here today, you need to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you. The Bible tells us so. And you've heard story after story of his love. And if you're honest with yourself, you've probably experienced his deep love for you in some form or fashion. Have you said yes to him? Have you said yes to Jesus and his death on the cross and said, you know what, Lord, I, listen, I, you gave me your life. And so here's the deal. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to give back to you what you gave to me. Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you said yes to his death on the cross? Have you said yes to to this abundant life that he's offering you today? So you think you're living, but you're not unless you're allowing Jesus to be Lord of you. Have you said yes to Jesus? If not... I want to give you a chance to do that today. I want to give you a chance to do that. I want to ask everyone to stand with me, if you would, please. And uh, I want to ask our prayer ministry team just to to come and make themselves available down front here today. Just spread out, team, all across from from end to end. And, And let's just today, today here, every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you would be honest with yourself. Say, Pastor Jason, listen, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've heard story after story of how he loves me. I've heard how he died on the cross for me. I've heard how how there is no life apart from him. I've heard that time and time again, but I've just never, for whatever reason, and you know what they are, I've just never said yes to Jesus. Today is the day that I want to say yes to the most generous giver of all time. And today we're going to give you an opportunity to do so. And in just a few moments, I'm going to pray and we're going to, people will be leaving. But maybe you, instead of going to the exit doors today, maybe you want to come to the throne of grace. <laughs> today you want to come and say, hey, I want to give my life to Christ for the first time. We want to give you an opportunity to do that. Maybe you're here today. And, and maybe something that maybe Kelly said in her testimony struck a nerve with you. Maybe you understand that you've not been giving God your best. And you've been living closed-handed, the fist 
mentality. You've got that toddler mentality. And today you say, you know what? I'm going to release it once and for all. And I'm going to live open-handedly. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Maybe today you just need to come and declare that to one of our prayer ministry team leaders down front here. Caroline's here on the very end. Caroline would love to pray with you today and help you understand what it means to live a surrendered life. Wouldn't you, Caroline? Be great. Or maybe you're here today and say, you know what, I just got something I'm dealing with and struggling with. And and Bruce and Cheryl, man, I would love it if you guys would just come around me and pray and encourage me. I'm telling you, these are great encouragers right here. They'd love to pray over you today. So here's the deal. I'm going to pray and I'm going to officially dismiss us. And there'll be people leaving for the exit doors. But if we can share with you about Jesus and his love... If we can help you understand what a surrender life is all about, and if we can encourage you with something maybe you're dealing with, I want you to come to the stage as others head for the exit. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for being the greatest example of generous giving. Thank you for being the best example we have of someone who opened up their hands and said yes to God. You laid down your life. God, I pray that the people in this house today that are listening would understand generous giving and living. And God, today that we would understand that giving is an act of worship, yes, of our lives, but yes, also, God, of our resources that you've blessed us with. God, let us not miss out on worship today. God, let us live our lives open-handedly, trusting in you to take care of all of our needs. Thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.